0: Christ is risen! Indeed he is risen! Christ is risen! Indeed he is risen! Christ is risen! Indeed he is risen! In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. On this most blessed night, we celebrate the incredible ministry of Jesus Christ on our behalf from the moment of his death. To the very moment of the splendor of his glorious resurrection in the tomb. I sent out to each of you in the parish. I sent out to you an icon of the resurrection. If you would please get that handy we will refer to it. Because it will help teach us and instruct us in all that our Lord did on our behalf during this time. Of course in the very center of the icon who do we see? Our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. But you'll find something interesting about him in this picture. In the icon, you will see that his part of his clothes, it looks like it's flowing upward. And in reality, it is showing us our Lord Jesus Christ rapid descending into Hades. As one would fall, as one would descend, the clothing would rise up. And our Lord Jesus Christ did descend into Hades... The place where every soul who died from the fall of man into this very moment was kept. Because until this very moment, if we remember, paradise had been closed. It had been closed from the fall of mankind and it would be closed until this very moment because only through Christ, Do we have a way back to the Father who is our paradise? And the church teaches us this. Now you'll notice right around Jesus Christ, you'll see the emanating color blue being dispersed. The church teaches us that this is the uncreated light of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God radiating in the darkness of Hades. And that uncreated light of Jesus Christ pierced the darkness of Hades in that moment. Just as tonight when even the first candle was struck. And then when all the lights came on, what happened to darkness? Darkness cannot be found where light is present. And our light of the world is Jesus Christ. Now look just beneath our Lord's feet. And you're going to see what looked like two gold or brass bars under his feet. These are the gates of Hades. For when our Lord Jesus Christ descended from the cross and went into Hades. He burst the gates of Hades asunder. And notice that the gates in the icon are in the shape of a cross. The church always reminding us that only by the victorious Jesus Christ upon the cross, is any of this that we're celebrating even made possible? Now cast your eyes underneath those two bars, and you're going to see a man, but you're going to see a very frail, a very weak, sickly-looking man who has been crushed upon by Jesus Christ, and he's pictured here bound and in chains. The image in the icon, my friends, is Satan, the deceiver and the oppressor of mankind. The church also teaches us that in his sickly form, he also represents for us death being trampled on, the death that he brought into the world as he would deceive Adam and Eve. I'd like to read to you for just a moment or share with you for just a moment From the Paschal Homily of St. John Chrysostom that we're going to hear in full tomorrow morning. It talks of Christ's ministry in Hades. Trampling on death. Trampling on Satan. Listen to the words of this blessed, blessed speaker. Let no one fear death. For the Savior's death has set us free. He that was taken by death has annihilated. He descended into Hades and he took Hades captive. He embittered it when it tasted his flesh. And anticipating this, the prophet Isaiah exclaimed, Hades was embittered when it encountered thee in the lower regions. It was embittered for it was abolished. It was embittered for it was bound in chains. It took a body and came upon God it took earth and it encountered heaven it took what it saw but it crumbled before what it had not seen the very instance in that very instance the great deceiver of all mankind himself was completely deceived the one that bound up the souls of mankind in deception he himself now finds himself bound and made weak before Christ. And then what did our Lord Jesus Christ proceed to do, having demolished the gates of Hades and having bound Satan, bringing light and life into Hades? We look to our own St. Peter in his first epistle to hear his ministry in Hades. St. Peter teaches us, He went and preached to the spirits in prison. Who formerly were disobedient when once the divine longsuffering waited in the days of Noah. And he continues in the fourth chapter of that epistle. For this reason the gospel was was preached also to those who were dead. Our Lord who is the gospel. He revealed himself to every soul held in Hades. From the time of the fall of man to that very moment. Let me share you a few thoughts. From the early church fathers on this. The first from St. Irenaeus. Bishop in the late 2nd century of the church. He teaches that it was for this reason too. That the Lord descended into the regions beneath the earth. Preaching his advent there also. And the remission of sins received by those who would believe in him. St. Cyril of Jerusalem. Great theologian in the 300s. He taught this. He was truly laid as a man in a tomb of rock, but rocks were rent asunder by terror because of him. He went down into the regions beneath the earth, that thence also he might redeem the righteous. This is why, my friends, our Eastern Rite brothers and sisters in Christ are proclaiming with all their hearts... The great tropar of Pascha, and the words are this, Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in the tombs, bestowing life. Can you imagine the power? Can you imagine the awe of this moment in Hades? And if you look at the icon, look at the icon again. I want you to notice that there are two people that our Lord Jesus Christ, by his own hands, is bringing out of Hades in that very moment. And you need to remember who these two are. He is bringing out none other than Adam and Eve. The first to be deceived by Satan. The first to sin. The ones who open the door of death to all. The ones who open the door to death to all in this world. They are being rescued. They are being redeemed by the word of God that crafted them in the garden. And breathed his Holy Spirit into them in the very beginning. He is redeeming them both. Now immediately after Christ's death we're told that something happened. As everything I just described was going on. We are told in the Gospels that a great earthquake shook the land and the rocks opened up. Have you ever considered the reality that the earthquake may well have been caused by Christ's descent into Hades and his bursting the gates of hell in sunder underneath the feet of all? And it shook the earth and it opened the rocks. That earthquake happened, my friend. And then what happens? At the moment of the great and splendor and the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ in the tomb, we're told something incredible happens from his ministry in Hades. From St. Matthew in chapter 27, we hear this. The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of those graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and they appeared to many. Can you imagine the testimony of these men and women redeemed by God, released from Hades, and now they go into Jerusalem proclaiming everything that just happened? What Christ did for them in redeeming them, reconciling them, and bringing them back to himself. And bringing them from the depths of Sheol to life. What must their testimony have been? And now, my friends, upon the resurrection, he illumines the darkness of the tomb as he would be raised from the dead. Now he brings the same power of the resurrection to all of those on earth. From that moment in the tomb for the rest of time. The light of the world has come to dispel absolutely all of the darkness. My friends, when I considered this throughout this whole week leading up to this time. When I considered his light dispelling the darkness. I asked myself a question that I'm going to have all of you consider. The question is this What is the darkness within you? What is your darkness? We all have a bit in us. What is the darkness that's there? Let me prompt you with a few possibilities. Is your darkness the fears and the worries and the anxieties of this life that are so oppressive to you? Is that your darkness? Particularly in times like this with the worldwide pestilence. Our lives being turned inside out. A lot of people are concerned about so many things. And that anxiety is so oppressive. Is that your darkness? Or is your darkness a faith struggle? You feel weak in your faith. You want to believe. But you have trouble in believing everything that we're talking about tonight. Because tonight we talk about the gospel. But you're struggling Not only to believe, but also struggling to put your faith in this Christ who is the resurrection and the life. Maybe your darkness happens to be your besetting sins. The besetting sins in your life. Those sins that are so deeply rooted within us. And they seem to so relentlessly keep us with damage in our conscience. Perhaps that's your darkness. Maybe you live in the darkness and shadow of addictions, of all types of addictions, that have you in the torment of absolute bondage, no different than those who are in bondage in Hades. Or maybe your darkness is your deep and personal woundedness and brokenness. Maybe that woundedness comes from self-inflicted choices that we've made that have done harm to ourselves, our souls, our conscience, maybe even our bodies. Or maybe our woundedness is from the harmful things that have happened to us just because in life in a fallen world, suffering happens. Or maybe it's a woundedness that's very deep within you because of horrendous wrongs that somebody else has done to you. And there could be many other things that could be your darkness. What is your darkness? Because I want you to hear this from the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. This night, dearly beloved, is about the power of light that dispels all of the darkness. It's what this night is all about. Light absolutely overcoming and annihilating the darkness For the light is Jesus Christ, our God, who is the light of the world. And my friends, if he can pierce the darkness of Hades, even uprooting the root of all sinners, Adam and Eve, and reconciling them, piercing that darkness, he can descend into the depths of our souls. He can descend into the depths of our minds, if we will let him. And his light will dispel the darkness. And he will heal and he will uproot the very core of the illness of all of our souls. Because our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection, has come with healing and redemption and release in his wings. He can and longs to do this if we will let him come and burst our gates asunder. And illuminate every part of our souls. Why do we believe this? Why is this possible? Why is this a truth? Because Christ is risen. Indeed he is risen. Christ is risen. Indeed he is risen. Christ is risen. Indeed he is risen. risen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.